Hello and welcome to Press Exited Out. I am Preston Wilkie here, as always, with the great secret humor man, Luke Kirschbaum. What's up, doubters? Let's go, doubters and Xers. Today, we are going to be talking our two truths and a lie. Game news. Some may consider that a little bit slanderous if you're a lawyer, a games lawyer, I guess. How would you feel about that? I definitely feel like towards some companies, we probably are railing on them a little harder than others. Uh, EA, Bethesda, Fallout 76, <laughs> yeah. uh, Nintendo, DMCAs, things like that. But you know what? That is that is our freedom, Preston. We are free to rebel against those who we feel are destroying video game purity as they are. That's true. Let, let, we can consider ourselves parody or satire news, you know? And so everything that we come up with, it is just simply, it's it's protected. Under that law. What are they going to yeah. do? What are they going to do? What are they going to shut us down? Yeah. You can't shut down us. We're too big. You know? That's right. The <laughs> following is huge. The doubters <laughs> the doubters will defend us. You will have tens of people in the streets. So today we're going to be, again, starting with our news segment in episode three, part two. We're going to get into cyberpunk. Uh, I've been playing it for a week or so. It's pretty good it has some problems i'll get into that later we're going to get into the game award winners where we will list off every winner of every category but we will not talk about every winner of every category so don't worry it should be fairly quick uh some of the big ones we will dive a little bit deep into whatever we really want to talk about and then from there we'll move into the game awards reveals and announcements this is where the meat of the show is um how much of it did you get to watch luke I watched probably about an hour and a half of it uh, live. Um, I didn't get to watch the whole thing. I didn't stay up for game of the year. I mean, obviously, I know what won game of the year uh, afterwards. Um, But, you know, I was pretty pleased with, uh, you know, it seems like the Game Awards uh, does a little bit better when it's uh, all virtual. But it works so well with this way of, like we were saying earlier, uh, like the Zoom and being able to just, okay, that's your time. Done. That's your time. Done. Yeah. And it seemed like everyone was working with a much more tighter, a uh, much tighter script. I just think it's much better like that. Like, let's just keep it like that. When things go back to normal, just look, gamers, we're already awkward and weird and nerdy enough. So I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm going too far, but it does feel like a lot of it is pretty cringe because like you said, they're trying so desperately to plug something that may be only a handful of the audience really cares about. Yeah. And I think a a lot of it does have to do with that live uh, situation Uh, being in front of a huge crowd of people. I mean, yeah, it's going to make anyone uncomfortable, much less someone that is generally like a engineer or a programmer or something like that, that suddenly is plugging their indie game in front of thousands of people. Just, Um, just put everybody on the teleprompter. Right. You right. cannot say anything except what is given to you on the teleprompter. We send will... it. Send in your speeches early. Send in your I won speech early. You can read it off. And that's it. And that we're done. And which I, again, it's terrible. Having everyone, we'll get into it once we get into the winners, but some yeah, of their yeah, speeches and stuff were really, really great. Um, and they did a wonderful job. Like Among Us, I thought was really touching. But, uh, we will move on to that. For now, we've got our two truths 
segment, as I like to call it. Uh, I did miserably last week whenever we had our wonderful guest host, uh, Greg Griffith from Level Zero was on. I guessed wrong on one of them, but I know I put a lot of money down on the line. You guessed wrong on one of them, and we had this weird circle of money that we owed each other, ultimately leaving me owing Greg $5. Because of that, you were in the lead this week, and so you get the added benefit of deciding who gets to go first. All right, well, before we get into that, Preston, let's be clear here that I didn't lose anything last week, all right? I had lost money simply because Greg called me out, but then I doubled down on Greg's article, and I technically won money, so... I didn't oh. lose anything. Okay? okay. I had my oh. chance. I made You're it up. Right. You lost money, my friend. You <laughs> Two weeks lost in a row. Money, all right. And because you lost money and because you humiliated yourself on our platform, okay. I'm going to have you share your articles first tonight. That's really wonderful because I did so much research over the course of these two weeks. I'm so, so completely unprepared. Uh, I was doing some last minute stuff. Again, I I read game news all week, all day, every day. And I always tell myself, hey, you should mark that down. That's really cool. And then I forget. However, this one is one that I am familiar with. Uh, this is from Phil Spencer, the old Xbox lead. He said that xCloud, which is their streaming service, is going to be coming to all Google and Samsung devices March 2021 according to an IGN report. Now, this IGN report is saying that XCloud again it's what they use to uh stream out most of their games that are on Game Pass. You have to be a Game Pass subscriber to get it, but it will be sent out as an app uh that will be downloadable. It's already on mobile. It's going to be downloadable on PC as well as Samsung and Google devices, which I I think is the big story here have you streamed anything through xcloud or stadia or anything like that no i guess since you know since i picked up streaming i've just been um capturing via my pc i mean i don't do any right. uh i haven't done any console streaming like i know that uh like ps4 and the next gen consoles have a way where you just like press a button and suddenly you're just streaming to your account and yeah. i'm assuming that's what you're gonna be able to do with the update that you're talking about no so this is actually in regards to streaming games like a netflix service but for games oh okay uh, and so you'll be able to like right now a couple weeks ago i played minecraft on my phone or minecraft dungeons which is console well i think it's console on pc but i was able to play it on mobile sure um through the streaming service and you don't have to download anything besides the app it just you just have to have great wi-fi um which in all confession, I did, I was playing it at work um, and it worked great. So the Wi-Fi isn't even that great there. So what they're going to be doing is putting this app in TVs as well as on PC. So you can just get on your Samsung smart TV, open up the Xbox uh, xCloud app and just start playing whatever from their library of streaming games like Doom Eternal, I think just went on there uh, here recently. If you have that $4.99 subscription, you can just stream games to your TV without having the console, without having uh, an install or anything like that. Yeah, that's actually kind of interesting because, you know, you feel like Nintendo sort of solved that issue 
with the switch right it's like the first ever like super portable console right where you're just able to bring it anywhere you bring it on flights you play it on the flight you bring it to you know some remote area that doesn't have an internet connection you're still getting to play your games and maybe xbox is like finally saying hey you know what we sell these humongous boxes console right and they're finally just saying hey wouldn't it be nice if you can just uh stream our games uh, it reminds me of like the Roku app. Like that's what I think about when yeah. I think of, like Roku or, or Chromecast or anything like that. It's just like you're you're avoiding the extra technology struggle and you're just getting to simply say, click, click, boom, now it's happening. Right. And what you do, what you sacrifice in that, because it is it does sound like one of those things of why would I want an Xbox? Why would I get the Series X if I can just stream all the latest Series X games? Because I mean, most things that are coming to Game Pass or exclusives are going to be on the streaming service as well uh, but you lose fidelity you lose graphics you lose uh, especially input lag whenever if you're communicating with the server across the u.s it all depends on your wi-fi so there's a lot of factors that make if i personally would want a console over the streaming service so it's right there it's right there with me and you do again feel like you own the product more so than just an app on your TV that you're streaming through. And you still have to buy some of these games, right? Um, it's going to be the wave of the future, unfortunately. Uh, it's going to be one of those things it will push into, especially if it's just on an app. So many households are just going to be moving over to streaming, just like we left cable for Netflix. Uh, and that's going to be sort of the big wave of the future for games. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, is that a future that you want? Uh, I don't have a problem with it, I guess. Uh, but I still want to be able to buy my physical copy and have it in my hands and be able to take it anywhere that I want to. But yeah. I think that's just a traditionalist in me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I have Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I still like every so often go i go on amazon and i'm like okay what dvds can i add to my collection because i want movies to be able to take or have for my kids when i'm older or whatever you know what i mean so yes and no yeah I see the good and the bad <laughs> right but i'm not opposed to it yeah i and i think it's i, I i'm willing to accept it it's not it's not up to me uh the i mean it's going to be something that happens and whatever, if that means I've got instant downloads and I don't have to wait a couple days, I'm, I'm fine with it. They just need to improve the, I'm still going to be buying the consoles, but every now and then, if I want to try out Minecraft dungeons, I'm not going to buy it so I can just stream it real quick. Right. But moving on to your first article, go ahead. All right. Well, obviously, uh, any big PC player knows that Shadowlands for World of Warcraft just got released recently. Uh, ended up being a humongous, I think probably the number one DLC that was sold ever. I guess wow. if you can call it a DLC, yeah. um, but not talking about the sell uh, or the sales of it rather, but we're going to talk about uh, a user by the name of double agent. I don't know if you've heard of this guy before Preston, he has already been very famous in the world of Warcraft scene. Uh, mm-hmm. He is famous for playing the game while never picking a side. Uh, as you know, once you play World of Warcraft, you get past the certain tutorial area. You have to then choose the Alliance or the Horde. Well, Double Agent uh, never did. He never left the tutorial area, and he gained max level 
by being in the tutorial area. So now with Shadowlands out, the level cap was raised and Double Agent had to log on again in order to get to maximum level yeah. within the tutorial zone. And as of Friday, he has picked, and I quote, millions of flowers in the tutorial section to reach the new max level cap. How? Uh, so it said that he has spent uh, just over two weeks from Shadowlands release picking millions of flowers in order to hit the new level cap. And when it went to how many uh, days he had put actually into the account, it was something like 170 days. 170 days of playtime into never leaving the tutorial zone. How do you, and like to be able to, it's got to be so mind numbing. I would be so tempted to just run out and just go find the next thing and being able to just devote yourself in that way. Does he stream or anything? Like, does he have an that audience? I don't know. Him? I don't know if this guy streams it. I don't know if it was a, you know, a video that's out there, like VODs of him picking flowers. Because I can only assume it's one of two things, Preston. Like, either this guy has just, like, the most time on his hands. Like, he can yeah. do literally whatever he wants right. because the world is his oyster or whatever. Or... He has like some sort of script that's just like, here's a flower picket. Yeah, that's flower true. Picket. Here's that's a true. flower picket. And he's famous for being this guy who <laughs> is doing some intense gardening on the wandering aisle <laughs> right. or never leaving the tutorial zone, never picking a side, which is kind of funny because his name is Double Agent. Yeah, I think it works really well. Right. So, you know, I think How- he assumed Azeroth has seen enough bloodshed. Oh yeah, he doesn't need to add to the slaughter numbers, and so he said, "You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the man's way out. I'm gonna sit <laughs> in the tutorial zone and pick flowers." It is. Uh, it's not about the money. It's about the peace, and it's about showing the rest of the world that you can be peaceful, right? You just He's think about like how long it takes to do something that's like, like take Skyrim. Like how mind numbing is it to like walk outside a city and like even just to go up to a plant and just all yeah. you're doing is pressing a button to right. pick it up. But like, that's so mind numbing. Now think about doing that same action millions, millions of times to hit Incredible. a level cap. I, I good for him. I don't know about good for him, but good for him. Good for you. Double agent. Uh, I mean, I think it's like safe to say he's going to be the only one who's ever done that. Yeah, that's true. He it will forever hold that record. right. Like, because who's gonna be the second person to do that? Nobody. Like, right. That's like no the uh, that. the the double splash fecta. Uh, is that right? Like, yes, yeah, it's just, exactly. You're the just same. not gonna do it. It's uh, it's but incredible. even that, but even that is more reasonable. Double yeah. splash fecta because that's like 36 hours as opposed to 170 days of game time. Right. And at least you're doing different things. Yeah. <laughs> it changes. Yes. It's not so mind numbing as here's a flower. I'm picking the flower. Now, right. he did do some mining, Preston. I will say it wasn't all flowers. Ah, he did yes. do some mining, but it was, mostly <laughs> yeah. it was mostly flowers. It was mostly picking flowers. He He found some variety in his life. Good for him. He changed it up. Yeah. For like one oh. week, he was like, you know what? Let's let's go to the mines. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my second one is going to be the Cyberpunk 2077 
epileptic PSA that just Uh came out the other day. As many may know, just by the name, if you know anything about cyberpunk, it involves flashy neon lights, uh, the smoky atmospheres. You've got a bunch of dance clubs that are going to be hyperactive in sort of the, the way that they're presented to you and the way that the audio cues are presented to you. Well, uh, this obviously all of this is not all of this is not new to video games in the sense of uh, many games for a long period of time have had epileptic seizure warnings and dangers for many. Uh, but this one specifically cyberpunk uh they have a system called brain dance which spoilers i guess for anyone who really wants to go in completely blind brain dance is you put a little gear you put a little uh headset that covers your eyes and it looks kind of like google glass but on both sides about that that size of a square in front of your eyes sure um and it'll start flashing lights with these blue and these red uh lights And in the game, it puts you into this sort of VR state or AR state. Uh, But in real life, that headset is typically used to purposefully induce seizures in order to study study the brain, right? So the cyberpunk developers, CD Projekt Red, looked at that device. Maybe incidentally, this uh, mimics it, but it is very, very similar to a real life device. And they said, hey, what a wonderful way to introduce this idea of brain dance to the player. But they mimicked it almost exactly. So players in, you know, in the real life that are playing cyberpunk are seeing these visuals presented to them and not given really a whole lot of context or warning outside of the very initial, uh, you know, your generic seizure warnings. Yeah. One reviewer from Game Informer actually had a grand mal seizure, which is sort of the typical seizure of what you picture whenever you uh, whenever you picture that, which caused her uh, had her obviously include that in her review more of not her review. I'm sorry, as a PSA on the website. Yeah, um, it's just this incredible. Why uh, CD Project or yeah, why is CD Project Red like it's it seems so strange to think that that just kept getting passed along and play tested so many times and no one thought, Hey, this is very extreme version of uh, this idea. Like we need to uh, maybe take that down a notch. Right. Sure. Um, I don't know. Have you ever, again, I think more modern video games are a lot more triggering in that sense uh, for seizures. Right. Uh, And much flashier. But have you seen anything on this? So I remember seeing like a bit about, um, yeah, like maybe people were saying that they were thankful for the warnings that uh, Cyberpunk had put out um, because like they had like had problems in the past. I hadn't seen about anybody who had like actually had serious side effects from it. Yeah. But I also wouldn't be surprised to hear that just because, I mean, like you said, any like the only thing I'm. We were saying this the other night, like, what do you know, what do you actually know about Cyberpunk based on the trailers? And you asked me, because I've never played the game. Well, what did I know? I knew that the game was, like, basically neon colored. Like, that's just how it looks. And Keanu Reeves is in it. That's Mm -hmm. what I knew about the game. So, like, it doesn't surprise me that that's, like, such a big thing. But I also want to say that, like, I feel like when it comes to, especially movies and games... 
and television shows recently, there mm-hmm. is more of a, um, maybe more of a push to kind of tip the envelope or tip the scales in a way yeah. of like, let's see how extreme we can push this. Right. And right. have our audience still be like, oh my God, that was like such an experience that I went through. And I'm like, you know, maybe I don't want to do that experience again, but I'm like glad I had that experience. Yeah. I feel like in television and movies, especially nowadays, it's like, how shocking or graphic can we be without crossing the line? Yeah. Because once you cross the line, then the audience is like, oh, you know what I mean? Like this was too much. Right. And I think one thing about cyberpunk is it makes GTA look tame in terms of the graphic nature of the game. Yeah. um, Largely. Uh, And they really do push the envelope in terms of obviously visuals and the amount of color and the amount of lighting and fog effects that they can put into this. So just in this presentation alone, much less the content is just very, uh, sort of in your face uh, purposefully. And I I do want to say also as a sort of a, I don't know, not a disclaimer. That's sort of a weird, you shouldn't have to disclaim an article like this uh, and someone's experience with it, but she has built into her PC built into many of the games and the systems that she uses effects and methods to reduce the effects of uh, seizure inducing scenes. Um, And so it's not like she was going into it being like, this is neon colored game. I'm just going to let it, uh, you know, let it go. But some of the effects in this game were still so intense that it made it through some of her filters uh, in order of the way that it affected her. Um, It's just incredible. Like the way she put this out as a warning and as a guide, I think. And a lot of it is like, hey, these are some of the scenes and some of the things you may expect. This happened to me. And she got just intense vitriolic pushback Mm -hmm. from fans of the game or just people that want to be angry online because people are jerks. And it's just, it's crazy how awful people can be um, towards someone that's just like, Hey, I want to do this to help y'all. So you don't, you don't experience the same thing I have. Oh, and to its credit, uh, see, or to their credit, CD project red basically immediately responded with an apology they updated their guidelines and their like their the sort of title sequence warnings, um, but they also took that scene specifically and reduced it, and uh, reduced the flashing effects. And it's much more of like a pulsing thing and a much slower. And it's really interesting in the way that they did it within a yeah. weekend. Um, and they that that became a priority beyond all the other things that people are upset about. They did listen, um, but CD Projekt Red is seems to be the right as for forgiveness, um, not permission sort of company. See, I, I think I find that kind of funny too, that they were, yeah. I mean, I get the health issues, right? I get that there are people out there who are going to be affected by this. And right. like, you know, if it happened to one person, surely it's going to happen to other people. So like, Hey guys, let's get in there and patch it. But I would also be, I would be the person who I've never had any mm-hmm. epileptic problem or anything. And I enjoy, I enjoy playing a game and feeling something that's just so uh, yeah. outwardly different than something I've played or experienced before. So I would probably, yeah, I probably would have been like, holy cow, they put so much into this scene. Like it, yeah. it is almost too much for me, but like, but I'm also like, right. wow, they put that in the game. 
You know what I mean? I don't want them to I don't want them well, to have and, to take that out for the majority of the gamers. But yeah, I absolutely. Like I said, I and I, I think issues. that there are a bunch of different games here lately. There's even a new category in the Game Awards for accessibility features that address very specifically yeah. ideas like this uh, and sort of uh, make sure that these sorts of things would be switched off for the individual much uh, instead of the general public. And maybe that'll be added in later. Um, but I will say that it doesn't, change that scene specifically that we're talking about um it, you know going from the flashing kind of strobing effect and moving into a more pulsing slower one um uh, doesn't change the context of the scene doesn't change uh the effect of it in any way that is substantial right i uh, honestly if i hadn't read about it and if i hadn't known about it through the article um i wouldn't have even noticed they made the change to that effect right um, and so they did do it in a way where they reduce yeah. those issues in a way that doesn't like remove that scene or anything. But the community backlash against Liana Rupert, the writer, was incredibly vitriolic. I mean, it's to be expected, unfortunately, but that doesn't mean it's forgivable um, yeah. in any way. And like people just need to chill, chill out. It's a game. As a way to close this certain article, I will say that people have been treating cyberpunk like right. it should be the game of the century because it's been delayed and delayed and delayed and been in production for so long. So it doesn't surprise me that a lot of the backlash is yeah. so vitriolic and like, I've waited eight years for this. What have you done to my game? Right. And they're attacking kind of the thing. reviewers and getting upset with the reviewers that are just the messengers, right? right. Don't kill the messenger. Um, but people don't abide by that law at all. Um, go ahead. What's your second? All right, so my second one is also from a couple weeks ago. Uh, apparently, this was something that actually went over my head. But the Trump administration's Coronavirus Task Force Response Coordinator uh, told millennials that they need to take the coronavirus a little bit more seriously and that it would be a shame to lose the millennials because millennials know how to speedrun games. What? This was something said on the White House press conference floor. It, it's nice to get some national recognition, you know? It is. You know what? It's nice to be recognized as being able to. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing. That's not actually what okay. she said. But, <laughs> but she said, she said, uh, part of that group that brought us innovation because they know how to skip through levels, skip through games, look around <laughs> corners. We need those types of people in the future. Nice. And I don't know what it is about like it just reminds me of Poke of Pokemon Go to the yeah, Bulls, right. right? Like politicians, you just have no business being in the video game world, so just stop. <laughs> and it I, like sometimes it'll make sense and it's all about do you understand what you're talking about, right? Like it'll make sense whenever a younger politician maybe starts moving into the space, uh, into gaming, right? Because it's generally they grew up with this, right? But whenever it's just someone that is so far out of that, that's just like, you know, those gamers that run into things and their bush pushes and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Like she uh, had said something like, uh, she was like, you know, I, I used to always go level by level. I didn't know you could go from level three to level seven. And like, what you we need these people to, you know, secure our future and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I just like, yeah, I'm just like, you know, who, who is your, 
speech writer or who is your conference person that's like, yeah, no, this is the analogy we're going with. This this one's going to work. You are going to pull so many voters. The speed running community within the gaming community, within millennials, you are going to get all of them. Like realistically, what is the percentage of gamers and even more so, what is the percentage of speedrunners even who are spending their free time watching C-SPAN who are going to yeah. see this and be like, that's me. Hey, thanks for the shout out. Like, it's just so unrealistic to me. So I just don't understand like why politicians go down that route. Right, right. And I mean, I guess at the very least, we're seeing a, uh, at least it's positive about video games. That's a good thing. Uh, you know, we're moving forward. Finally, right? Own. Yeah. Right. We're, we're getting, getting past so- the violence, video game behavior, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Bad we're eyesight. getting the respect we're due. Right. Right. <laughs> but I just don't see why. Yeah. It's almost like it's a ploy to get people like on their side. It's just yeah. like, oh, absolutely. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But that was Deborah uh, Burks. Deborah Burks. The I don't know if she's still the coronavirus task force manager, response coordinator, but yeah, she was when she said that famous line. Uh, yeah, and just to go level by level. Subsequently fired for finding out that she went level by level and never got what is it the flute on stage two? Yes, in any that was the flute, right? I Am I the, the idiot? No, it's the flute. Super Mario okay. Three, it's the flute. <laughs> You are all right. Good. (laughs) My final one is all about the Callisto protocol. Uh, If that name is not familiar to you, it was announced at the game awards. It is going to be the spiritual successor to dead space three. Well, not dead space three, the dead space franchise, which if you're not familiar with it is a uh, going down the rabbit hole of, if you're not familiar with it is a space, survival horror game where you are on a derelict ship fighting these horrific monsters um, called somethings that I can't remember. I can't remember. Uh, It's been so long since I've played Dead Space. Yeah. Uh, And Dead Space 1 and 2 were fantastic. Dead Space 3 was okay. It leaned more on the action as survival horror gets into. But uh, this looks to be, it's from the original creator of Dead Space, uh, Glenn Schofield. Now, the weird part about this story, not that there's a spiritual successor, not that uh, we're getting finally another really great science fiction horror game, which I'm very excited about. I couldn't even play Dead Space 1 and 2 after about 30 minutes each, by the way. They were terrifying. Uh, It's going to be set in the PUBG universe for some reason. It's like connected, but it's 300 years after... What is the events currently of PUBG? Like, I guess technically right now, for anyone that's still playing Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, you can let me know. Sound off in the comments. Uh, is there a lore to this? Is there a world to PUBG? Why? What is the point of connecting? This is our uh, who's this for of the week, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but what is the. What's the point of connecting a space survival horror game to the PUBG universe? And I don't understand it. Because uh, they're going to release the newest Battle Royale Dead Space BR. 
Hell you yeah. can play as the humans, or you can play as the whatever the aliens are called, and you pick up guns and loot loot stuff. Yeah, I can't remember the names. Uh, it, like it's gonna be the the trailer would have no indication of it being connected PUBG in any way. Uh, you would be very hard pressed to find anything that connects it. There's not a frying pan in sight. I should say. Uh, did you play PUBG much? Uh, I, I have not, I don't own it, but I've watched my friends play it. Uh, yeah. uh, it was a really big hit when it first came out for my online friend group. And a lot of them mm-hmm. spent a lot of time playing it. Like I've, I've watched plenty of clips of them playing it. And, and, you know, I played other battle royale similar to it. Like I, I played, uh, H1Z1 for a while when yeah. it was out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I know the the basis the i know the idea of it i don't know the lore i don't know if there's anything out there that's like yeah. hey here you go uh apparently they're doing some sort of weird expansion to the whole system and bringing in lore and i know that some games like apex legends and stuff bring in lore here lately um and i but i don't think like fortnite does so i, I don't know where this trend is coming from that or where they are wired what trend they're even hopping on to bring in lore it's just strange to me they decided to do that all right so i went ahead uh, and looked this up just to save us from you know beating our brains about it but the aliens are apparently called necromorphs does that ring a bell necromorphs. necromorphs there we go yes that is right you can shoot off their limbs but they keep crawling uh and it is terrifying well that's um, interesting that they decided to link the worlds that right. i don't really understand but uh maybe yeah. this is a maybe this is a studio decision that yeah something else is going to come later down the line that they're just not ready to release yet that's true maybe it will be maybe PUBG 2 kind of thing yeah or you know like i can't imagine like PUBG in space but something some sort of partnered two game studios coming together to create this yeah absolutely from the maker of bed space and PUBG, come this (laughs) whatever that project Yeah, is that everyone's going to sell. That's a weird name. Yeah, right. I'll never that's, remember. What obviously, name that's is. the working name, Callisto Project. Right. That's yeah. Like yeah. Oh, oh, protocol. I actually already forgot it. It's the Callisto Protocol. Oh, um, Callisto so protocol. even worse. Yeah. Even worse. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> right. Um, all right. What's your final article? All right, my final article. Uh, we're going back to Bethesda. I know we railed yeah. on them last week. Nice. Um, but turns out this is actually a heartwarming story about Bethesda, who would have thought we would have heard this. So apparently uh, viral tweets of an 86-year-old man, uh, Herbert Herbert Pollock, uh, were going around on Twitter because this 86-year-old man had over 1,000 hours logged into Skyrim. Into the Skyrim? Into the legendary edition of Skyrim on his PC. And um, I guess like his son or his grandson had captured footage of him like you know hacking through dungeons like hacking through caves you know swinging yeah. his sword and so uh yeah the bethesda team were like so like inspired and like heartwarmed um of his gameplay and i i, well, I guess i should like spoil now that he has since passed away oh no these viral okay. tweets have come out but they said that they were so inspired so heartwarmed that they reached reached out to the family to put his likeness into Argonia into Elder Scrolls 6. 
So really, he's going to be like a guard NPC. Uh, obviously, they didn't capture any voice uh, yeah. from yeah. the video. You know, he was just playing the game. But right. I, they're going to put him in as like a guard of one of the towns. And he's going to be in the Elder Scrolls next game. He's going to be a part of the Elder Scrolls franchise. Herbert Pollock. Cool. So that is nice and heartwarming. Yeah, you know, you think sometimes Bethesda, uh, you know, you get you get pretty cynical about the gaming yeah. business when it comes to Bethesda, but then you know you see stuff like this, and and I feel like a heartwarming story like that comes out every so often. Yeah, in the just gaming world, someone in the community, yeah, just recognizing you know an, an achievement. Although I haven't seen anybody, where where's Blizzard recognizing this guy who's picked millions of flowers? Yeah, come on, come out and go find Double Agent. Help him out. But, you know, I think it's nice, you know, as an appreciation to such, you know, a dedicated fan, uh, and especially to, like, reach out and contact his family and to yeah. say, hey, like, you know, we saw this and we were so, you know, whether it's uh, awe-inspiring or, you know, surprised or, you know, just, like, appreciative. Right. And so, yeah, they're going to put this guy into the into the next game. I really like, I wonder if he, I hope he gets a little bit, I don't know. And what do you do? How prominent do you make him? Especially whenever you don't know personality, you don't necessarily know any of that, but I think it would be cool if he like had weight of some sort, you know? Yeah. Um, And just like had his own, maybe just a small quest line attached to him even. Um, And, or I wonder if he's just going to say, like, you know, talk about getting an arrow to arrow the knee. To the knee yeah. yeah. So he's got and... some dialogue that's repeated, like, hundreds of times throughout your game. Right. <laughs> yeah. I would imagine uh, that he would be kind of like, you know, because when you're playing Skyrim, you know, you get that one guard who, the first time you come to Whiterun, you get the one guard who, like, actually walks up to you and is like, yeah. hey, what are you doing? And you're like, uh, the dragons are back. You know what I mean? And then he's got, like, some yeah. extra dialogue there. But it does seem a little weird that, it's it'll be him, but it won't be his voice necessarily. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder, uh, would you even stitch together? I wonder. If, I wonder if they would even bother doing, um, you know, digital recreation, basically. And at that point, it's well, we'll get his likeness. And I think, I mean, you don't need to. Yeah. They're not. Uh, they're doing this uh, again. This is a reaching out to the community, and I think being like, you need to add whatever that's fine um they're doing a great job just including this guy and being able to have him live forever in what will be one of the top selling games of all time whenever it finally releases we're waiting yeah we're waiting patiently right and i mean it's going to be one of those things where the follow-up to skyrim which is for all intents and purposes was many people's break into gaming for these most the most recent generation uh, especially RPG or heavier gaming. Yeah. It's going to capture so many people. So that's really awesome that he gets to live on and his family gets to visit him, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, in the, in the world. No, that is interesting that you bring up the digital rec- recreation though, because like, obviously that's definitely something that is possible. Uh, and obviously it's not something that they're going to like come out and say, I mean, it's enough for them yeah. to come out and say, Hey, we're going to put him in the game, but I'm sure right. they're not like actually processing, like how they're going to put him in the game. But yeah. I just think it's nice as a tribute to say, like, hey, we see you. We appreciate you. Here you go. Yeah, absolutely. So um, It's really good. Um, are you – that is all three. That is all uh, three. For each of us. Bam, bam, bam. So 
for as a re- actually you know what this well you recap all right so recapping your three stories you were yep. talking to me about the x cloud coming to samsung and other mobile devices correct which sounded pretty neat then we yeah, talked right. about a little bit of cyberpunk epile- epileptic ep- epileptic seizures feeling like yeah feeling like nemo over here uh epileptic <laughs> seizures uh based on the uh brain dance sequence uh, nice. And then you talked to me a little bit about. Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Can you remember the name? I, I have. Oh, oh, uh, yes. Thank you about the Callisto Protocol. Nice. The game that mixes PUBG and Dead Space. Ironically enough. Yeah. And my three articles. Uh, I talked to you about the World of Warcraft player who has done nothing but pick flowers. And occasionally go into the caves in order to reach max level without picking a side. Uh, I talked to you about the White House press correspondent, uh, task force coronavirus manager who praised speedrunners in her most recent press conference and said, we need to keep millennials alive because they're cut corners and they know how to innovate. And then I talked to you just recently about Bethesda reaching out and having a good moment rather than a bad moment. And yeah. saying, hey, we see your grandpa. We're going to memorialize him in Argonia. He's my other hero, actually. Bam. I mean, there are all was... six articles for all you doubters that forgot. <laughs> so you're welcome. Uh, I am going to. God, and I hate this. It's just such a, you know, I've messed up two in a row. I'm not going to get it wrong this time. Go for it. I'm going to go is wrong? with your first article, the WoW article. And I don't know how much the game has changed since I played it, but it used to be where you picked the side immediately and then you were on that side. Mm. So maybe it's changed where you get to choose after a while. But I know that for initially it wasn't that way. And how much money, Preston, are you willing to oh. wager on picking number one? I'm going to go with, um, uh, can we do like increments with like some change? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna about, go tree fit. <laughs> about tree fit. About tree I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go five. You're looking for? Five bucks. I think I'm just going to go five, a flat five because I'm, I don't, I'm not that confident in myself just generally, uh, for these, because of these last three or the last two, but I, I'm pretty confident in this story all right well i will do my reveal and i will let you know that preston for the third week in a row you are wrong <laughs> <You're> kidding me <laughs> you, you are kidding? wrong you are wrong double agent is a real man he exists he is really flowers flowers. And <laughs> for days preston for days 170 days and he has not picked a side and i don't actually know if uh you might be misremembering, but I also might be wrong because, yeah, the game is now that, I mean, I have played a bit of WoW with my friends recently, and it is, yeah. you're together, blah, 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 you're doing stuff, and then, yeah, there's no... Huh, I did not so, know that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to jump back. I can't believe that. That is, how do you just pick flowers for that long and yeah. mine and just do that? It is so much. I was thinking, you base this off of the South Park episode. 
killing the uh, boars. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, it, it has to be coming from that. No. That is insane. No, the lie, in fact, was number three. Bethesda is not having a good <laughs> moment. There is no memorializing of an old man. They're not going to put him in the article. game. Yeah. I thought, like, surely that's, it ain't you know, happening. what an easy win. Yeah, that was an Onion article that I found and thought it was pretty believable and turned out it was. So, there you go. Yeah. I, oh, and that, yeah, th- I mean, that sounds so realistic to me. I cannot believe. And now those Bethesda execs that listen to our show, right. they've got an idea for a win. They can go out there and they can find an old man. It's their played thousands of hours and just change his name to Herman. Uh, I forget Herman Pollock. Yeah. Uh, see, I remember his name. I just can't remember what the articles are about. Um, go ahead. All right. Let me try me here. So. You got the X Cloud, you got the Epileptic, and you got the Dead Space PUBG. Yeah. Now, I have to be honest with you, and just immediately hearing PUBG Dead Space, I'm like, there's just no way. But <laughs> at the same time, that is something that sounds so dumb yeah. that it's probably real. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things, and you even said it. You're introducing the article. You said, who is this for? This is the who is this for article. Yeah. And part of, me says, part. part of me says that, you know what I mean? We were saying how cringe they are plugging in this thing that nobody yeah. cares about. And Dead Space PUBG sounds like exactly that kind of cringe thing that nobody cares about. Yeah. So I want to say three is false, but I'm not going to. I'm going to say. That's totally false. What was that? You said, oh, it's totally false, by the way. Uh, I'm going to say, because I do think, I do I do remember seeing warnings about two. So I'm going to say, and it pains me to say this, because I think one is also really believable too, but I'm going to also bet $5, because I'm not that confident either. Maybe I'm wrong on the PUBG thing really is just so fake, because it just sounds so dumb. But I'm going to say the xCloud, Samsung, Streaming service is fake. Yeah, you're correct. <laughs> this yeah. is ridiculous. Let's go. I, I, I shouldn't have gone so... I should have just made another one that was just as ridiculous as the PUBG. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> that's true. Uh, which I'll tell you about that in a minute because it still doesn't make sense, but they have kind of logic to it. The xCloud one is fake somewhat. Uh, so xCloud is going... To be on PC, it's already on mobile. They're finally bringing it to PC and I think consoles, which is weird that they don't have it on consoles yet. But it's not coming to any Google or Samsung devices. Gotcha. All right. So it's not going to be on the TVs. They are like still keeping it pretty strict. Uh, there are rumors that they're going to make like a TV plug-in stick. So maybe we'll get that next year. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was definitely my fake one. So. I now owe you $10. That's right. Bam. I am really glad we do this every two weeks because, again, <laughs> paycheck is on Friday. I'll right. see you Friday. Right. Uh, there you go. It's actually funny because if I had actually thought about it, I, you know, it completely slipped my mind that you said Google. But if I if, you, if I just remember that you said Google, that one to yeah. me is just so obvious after you say that because Google doesn't partner with anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought do, about that whenever I was writing anything, it. But it was such a you you put it in like so 
daintily. Like it was such a yeah. small detail that I had completely forgot about that. And I had just thought about the fact that, you know, the streaming of games and that being the future. And, you know, we went into the conversation about that and, and yeah. So coming back to yeah, that, was, that's why I was still uncomfortable. I was very not confident with my answer. Right. And that, that was my hope. Uh, it yeah. still did not work. So, well, I'll get them next time. Boom. Not- boom. Very jealous. Okay. $10. All right. Well, in the next part of the episode, we're going to be getting into speed running question, cyberpunk review, and then from there, game awards, information, announcements, winners, uh, that we'll skim through some and talk about some others. So we'll be right back. Um, After word from our sponsors. Word from our sponsors. back and we are going to be jumping right into our speed running question what do you suggest people do to start whenever they're just now getting into it in terms of they want to speed run uh where do you think a good place to start is yeah so um obviously the first thing in order to speed run is that you need a game you need any game that's out there um that you are interested in speed running uh, it might have a really big community. It might have a really small community, but that's the first thing you need to find is what game are you interested in or passionate enough about that you're like, yes, I want to start speedrunning this game. And from there, once you have a game, it's really just about finding the community. Um, so you're either going on speedrun.com and you're looking at the leaderboards and you're like um, connecting with people on there or you're actually going into Twitch streams uh, mm-hmm. of these people who they might be speedrunning the game you're wanting to speedrun currently. Uh, that might be like on their docket right now. And you might be asking questions. You might be curious. You might be asking, where can you find resources? Sometimes very prominent runners of the game will have like chat commands in their Twitch chat that will bring up like either the leaderboards or bring up the resources oh, cool. or bring up the guides or uh, anything like that. Um, sometimes uh, like for Banjo Tui specifically, like I've made a lot of resources and uh, routes for that game. Um, and I used to control the discord at one point, but um, like there are plenty of runners who have like uh, just YouTube playlists of speedrunning tutorials for, that game specifically that are out there. So like, you don't even have to necessarily talk to anybody. You could just be doing research on YouTube and eventually putting enough of it together and learning how to speed run. So as long as you're sticking generally with, it's best to stick with that one game, right? That you really enjoy that you can uh, dive all the way into with those YouTube tutorials in the community. Yeah. I mean, if you think about any sort of popular game that's out there, I mean, there are at least 10 people running that game or that right. have run that game and have times on the leaderboards. Now, once you start getting into the like really obscure, like we're not even talking triple A, double A, single A games. Like once you start getting into sort of the bargain bin at Walmart games, yeah. yeah. 
uh, then yeah, you might find a game that maybe nobody has ever done a run of before. And maybe it's not even on speedrun.com. In which case you actually have to be the first person to reach out and be like, you know, you talk to the site administrators and you're like, Hey, can we get this game on the leaderboards? And they'll help you create the site. And then from there, it's really on you. Like you're creating the community from the ground up. So it's either, um, first off, you got to route the game. You, you have to find all the tricks and all the skips or all the ways of making that game as fast as possible. And then you have to get people interested in the game. So you have to show it off. You have to find opportunities to showcase it at online marathons or with your friends or at other events. And then from there, you hope to grow that community and, and maybe, you know, put your name in the speedrunning world. Now, this is the game that I would be, I think most interested in, uh, but it might already be, I might already have some following, but Burger King's sneak King, um, <laughs> that, that, does that have a following as far as you know? Um, I could start one. That definitely seems like a bargain bin at Walmart. Yeah, I think game. so. Yeah, but I yeah. also, but see, here's the thing, though, is that a lot of meme games like that actually yeah. have like a laughable like following of people in in that right. they are like either a like I like unironically serious about the game or, you know, they're just like, ah, oh, we ran it once. It was a meme. And then now it's yeah. done. It was um, a joke. But. Like, I know, so I'm friends with uh, a pretty big YouTuber by the name of Easyscape. Uh, and he is a, a speedrunning documentarian. So he creates videos that kind of showcase, like, he's got videos that are, like, top 10 tricks that were accidentally found, like, on stream. Oh, okay, cool. And, cool. Uh, you know, he goes across communities and talks to people like that. or Or he'll go and be like, paying casual players of games to do speedrun tricks and like teaching them how to do it like as they're streaming. But That's anyways, right. but Easyscape was offering uh speedrun bounties to people. So it would be like, hey, I'm gonna pick a game. Uh the person who beats it the fastest within a one month period of time, I'm gonna give them two hundred dollars. And nice. he would pick games that were like, who the hell is buying these games? <laughs> like like for example, one of the first games he picked was iCarly for the Wii. <laughs> uh, and it's like, nice. who is actually running iCarly? But sure enough, like, uh, I want to say, say the iCarly boards have like 20 to 40 runners on it now. <laughs> of like people who have run the game at least once. So, so once, once it's off the ground, it's sort of like sustained itself a little bit. Well, it, that game could have been specifically created because of the money. You know, like, oh, hey, $200 if I end up finding, like, the skip that wins me the $200. So I'm thinking, like, most games aren't out there. Uh, There was a Nintendo 64 game that I found. uh, This was a year and a half ago. I found out that there was a Duck Dodgers. uh, Oh, sweet. A Nintendo 64 game. And when I had looked at the leaderboards, there were only two times. Um on the leaderboard. So I was like, you know what? I could probably buy this game and get world record because it yeah. seems pretty unoptimized. And I did. I beat the world record by about five minutes. Mm-hmm. Now I turned over the game to my online friend community and they completely broke the game apart <laughs> open. And so a good friend of mine, uh, Blake, uh, has world record in the game now, and he has beaten my world record by nine minutes. So oh, the game was at a 118, 
uh, an hour 18 uh, of 100%. And then I came in and beat it, and it was at an hour 13. And then I gave it over to Blake, and he lowered it all the way down to an hour and four minutes. And the game can definitely be pushed to sub-hour. So, I mean... Really, it's all it's all about just what are you interested in and, you know, what game do you think you're going to start with? And by no means do you have to stick with that game or yeah. or do you have to fully commit to that game? You might start playing Burger King's Sneak King and you might be like, wow, this game yeah. sucks. I hate it. Like, I'm going to find a better game to speed run because I'm tired of dealing with this or I'm tired of having to deal with that. Or Or maybe there's a trick in the game. That you just can't get down. I know that yeah. sometimes I've wanted to speed run games or certain categories of games. And there is just like a huge wall there of like, I can't get this trick. So I can't speed run the game because if I don't do this trick, I'm spending like 30 minutes out of my way to speed run it. And so sometimes at that point, you just walk away. I mean, you your time is better spent. Yeah. In other games. Yeah. Like if I, if, if it's just like, there's I I've tried talking to runners. There's not really a great resource out there for that trick. Then yeah, I'm like pack it in, boys. Like we're done here, and I'm gonna move on to my next game. And I've done that with a couple games in the past. Um, but I also know that there's just like you know there's a plethora of games out there, and there's always new games coming out. That if you're gonna be the guy to do it, like boom, it's done, and you can start speedrunning it. Yeah, it's good to know that it really does come down to. Pick a game, find a community, and just commit some time to it, um, and you'll start getting into that groove. And I think you'll start to learn what your strengths and weaknesses are that help you to find the best game suited for you, right? And what, yeah. What works best. And I would say the last step too to like finish to like speed running is just like just do a run, just like try yeah. it. Like even it like you might not have all the tricks down like to where you're getting them first try. Like it might take you 10, 10 tries to get like a couple tricks like in the run, but just like finish a run, just like finish yeah. a run and submit your time on the leaderboards. Like even if it's garbage, like even if it's last place, like I, mm-hmm. I have done that before. I have, I, when I f- did my first speed run of crash bandicoot two, I was dead last on the leaderboards, oh, but, nice. but then I'm like, okay, I'm dead last. Yeah. Where's my time save. And then I do another run and suddenly my second run is already like over an hour faster than the first time I did and then you know I'm moving up on the leaderboard and then I'm doing it again and I'm doing it again so definitely finish a run like I'm the kind of player who I learn enough of the run to be able to get to the end and say boom I I did it it might have been really slow but I did it and I finished and I think that's a benefit to like you were saying where you can it's it's sometimes incremental changes but it's sometimes big leaps but there's always like a measured distance in terms of the improvement that you've made. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and it, you can show and you can see. And I think that's why sometimes, yeah, you get these runners that have done hundreds and it's like almost milliseconds between the runs. And that can be frustrating, but it'll be a while before you get to that point. Right. Like it'll be a good long time before you see those like that consistency. Um, and so you always have something to really strive for and achieve. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah, I mean, I would say it, it is not impossible. It's that it's just like any other hobby, you know, find what interests you and just give it a try. And I think a lot of people uh, would really enjoy speedrunning. I know a lot of like even my friends who are gamers, but they choose not to speedrun. Like, I think if they 
found a game that interested them, they would do it too. Cool. Well, I think we're going to be moving on into... Preston, talk to me a little bit about Cyberpunk. Just give me sort of the 411 on... Tell me about the negative reviews that are out there and... So in that regard, I didn't really have too many issues. I didn't really run into... There's some weird bugs that I can talk about, but none of it is frustrating to me. Uh, Again, if you've played any Bethesda game, it's not uh, acceptable, but you're used to it. Uh, We shouldn't necessarily have to play in a game, a game in this state, but uh, you're just kind of used to it. And none of that, none of the issues that I've experienced in the game are even close to the issues that you would see on launch from another open world game uh, of its same ilk. Uh, now, one of the things to know is that I am playing on the Series X, so I'm not playing on the base Xbox. I was going to download that today and give it some time. I haven't yet. Um, so I am playing with better hardware. A lot of the issues that you're seeing online are from the base consoles, and they are already offering returns. So great for them. Um, and I hope it gets optimized soon, and I hope that those people that really want to play it on the base consoles get the experience they want to see, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm not seeing those and I'll talk about the bugs in a second, but um, uh, yeah, it, I would say it is totally worth a purchase if you have a PC or if you have a next gen console uh, and maybe wait if you have anything lower, even Xbox one X or uh, the PS4 pro, I would say maybe still hold off. Yeah, so usually when it comes to like new games being released, I will say that my experience as a consumer is to give it a couple weeks, unless yeah. it is like a game that I'm for sure just going to play regardless, which maybe Cyberpunk is. I mean, I've been hyped for Cyberpunk. We've been talking about it. We've been hyping it up. But usually when something is that overhyped, I know let's just give it some time. Let's just yeah. see what happens. And I will say that uh, there were a lot of polls that were out there on twitter and on the internet that it was like do you enjoy the game and it, there were a lot of 60 40s and usually really? like 60 40 i'm kind of like mm, maybe maybe this was you know one of those things now this isn't like such a disastrous no man's sky right no, no man's sky no, came out and it was like holy cow refund this game immediately it is terrible right. there is nothing there get rid of it which is actually really funny now because Apparently, No Man's Sky is like awesome now. Yeah, like they just, oh, kept, just they just they ignored all the initial complaints and vitriol, yeah. and they just kept chunking out update after update after update. And apparently, it's like one of the best games out now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, in terms of their content, and maybe Cyberpunk will do the same, right? The studio has has apologized. You know, they said, "Ha ha, oops, are bad," yeah. and they uh they've seemed to have a timeline for rolling out these patches to take care of a lot of the vitriolic comments we were talking about before. Yeah. And they've done a good job. Uh, Again, they've already put out, they had a pre-patch day one patch, and then they've already put out their first patch to fix a bunch of the bugs, uh, a bunch of the uh, texture pop-in issues, some of the performance issues. They can't fix everything in a weekend. um, So it's not all going to be improved right off the bat, but it's still running and it's running stably. And like, you know, as a comparison to, the launch of no man's sky the content is still there and the content is still incredible yeah um the world that you inhabit is at once vast and intimidating in how large it is and at the same time claustrophobic 
in a way that a city and a bustling busy city should feel uh, where you get sort of lost in the crowds and lost in the traffic and you feel uncomfortable. So whenever you do make it outside of the city and you get into an open space, it feels like a breath of, breath of fresh air. You feel more, uh, I don't know, more comfortable um, out in the open space and more free, right? And so they do a good job of building that cyberpunk city uh, and what is it as what it should be, which is a yeah. overabundance of advertisement, an overabundance of crime. Um, what's the word that I'm looking for? And just tech run rampant. Yeah. Uh, and they do a good job of portraying that in the world. And it's supposed to be, again, I've put about maybe 10 to 15 hours into it so far. Not as much as I would have wanted to over the weekend, but that's perfectly fine. Uh, I haven't really i haven't finished the main game which is supposed to take about 20 to 25 and i've done some of the side content and it's really the side content to me is where it shines even more and that was whenever i decided to not push myself to finish the main game because originally that's what i was going to try to do and then i just i realized i need to back off of that goal because that's stressing me out to the point where i can just relax go do a side mission here and there enjoy what it has to offer and then move on to the main game whenever I feel like it and do like a really deeper, heavier mission. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad to hear that the world building is like awesome. Right. I mean, like, yeah, like I said earlier, you know, what do I know about the game? It's got Keanu Reeves and it's got neon lights. Other yeah. than that, I mean, everything you just described, I mean, that's a world that maybe we haven't seen before in a game. And so I'm obviously looking forward to seeing, stuff like that now admittedly i haven't watched any streams of the game because i mm -hmm. i would like to play it if i do end up playing it and play it with yeah. a little bit of a a blind eye and not really knowing you know the storyline or knowing you know the content that's going to pop up or whatever but i i want to get back to the fact that you know we were talking about all these vitriolic comments earlier and i'm wondering preston do we need to start adapting to a world where video games get shipped on day one but they're not ready to play on day one and that's okay it's weird because what i'm talking about whenever i say starts off buggy and what people are so pissed off about with this is i haven't seen any issues with game breaking anything um and i know that base consoles are broken yes base console versions are broken and it should never have been shipped out in that right. state um and that is where if your game is broken on release, obviously no. But if it's texture pop in, uh, two of the weird things that I saw were uh, in one scene, the camera kept flipping in a way that like it would like reverse back into the body. Yeah. And then do this slow turnaround to stare back at whoever it was talking to every time line of dialogue started over. That was just weird. And I laughed about it because whatever. Um, and then another one where a, a idle dialogue of like, what are you waiting for? Kept repeating throughout conversations. Yeah. So I'd be in the middle of talking to old Johnny Silverhand and it just, what are you waiting for? Would just pop up. None of this is that big of a deal. That's stuff that gets patched out. Yeah. You're dealing with um, cosmetic bugs and things that don't really yeah. affect gameplay versus so the my end who are on base consoles who right. are doing with it. Yeah. That should have been delayed. That should have been pushed back. Uh, yeah. That should have been canceled altogether. 
um, which would have been really unfortunate for a lot of people. But, you know, is that a better uh, option to just say, hey, it's not going to work on base consoles? Um, and I feel like it and we know it was pushed back because they were trying to get it to work yeah. on base consoles. Uh, and so at what point they sh- should they have cut their losses? But again, that's a shareholder thing. Right. They're not going to give up the install base of the PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, especially it's just not going to happen. Well, I guess we will keep updated on, you know, what they decide to do over the next couple of weeks. And I'm sure, like you said, they are uh, definitely asking for forgiveness and they're rolling out patches, what seems to be pretty often. So glad you're enjoying the game. Glad to hear, you know, a little bit of your uh, insight uh, on the game, because obviously I haven't played it. I haven't purchased it. So I'm glad that yeah. you're being the guinea pig in this situation. Right. And then you're telling me, I mean, I have a high end PC, so yeah, I'm not too worried if I do yeah. end up purchasing it, but I do want to see you know, what, what is this company going to end up doing with it? So, yeah, there's a couple weird things where, uh, everything animations are stiff. Driving is really stiff. Uh, you have the AI is horrible, uh, in combat. They just stand there and let you shoot them. Um, which for me, it's fun. I look, I like a good shooting gallery. Uh, and there's weird things where it's like the customization options for yourself aren't you can't re-customize yourself in the game which in the world of cyberpunk just is strange uh and was your one of your stories a couple weeks ago but it's not included after you've done your initial setup so just some strange things that it does need some work but overall i'm getting into the groove i'm really liking it and i hope uh i'm sure i'll now that i'm in the groove i'm sure i'll like it a lot more and like i said going up hopefully we'll reach those nines Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to hear more about it. Yeah. All right, well, let's go ahead and do our little transition then. We will get into uh, the Game Awards 2020. Uh, I know that this was a highly anticipated event. We had been talking about it since week one because I know you and I were, we had our eyes on Hades and we were wanting to see how good it was going to do. And obviously it picked up some wins. Maybe not the win we wanted. No. But, uh, well, maybe not the win I wanted. I know maybe you're feeling a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, yeah. What about, uh, I guess we could just run through the, the categories and maybe we'll talk about some stuff. Maybe we won't. Um, okay. So we have it here in front of us. We've got the list starting off with multiplayer game. Uh, it was among us, uh, which, how do you feel about, uh, them coming into the game awards considering it's been out for two years? See, but I said this last episode is that even though it's been out for two years, it really came onto the scene this year. So, I mean, this is the game that AOC played and yeah. more, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, I think it deserved the win a wholeheartedly. Um, it also won, by the way, it did win mobile game of the year. Um, yeah. And again, I was talking earlier about some of the speeches and the, you could tell the love and the appreciation that this team who again went basically unrecognized for two years generally, and then has been swept up into this cultural zeitgeist is just so happy to be there Um, and to be recognized at all, much less to win. So that was really, really awesome to watch. I would say go back and watch at least their speeches. Uh, And then go ahead. Uh, Sports and racing went to Tony Hawk's pro skater one and two fun game. That's about all I got to say. I would say play it. Yeah. I think the remake looks good. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Sim and strategy, which is a weird thing to combine. Uh, went to Microsoft Flight Simulator. 
didn't play up. it. Didn't uh, play yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, family game went to Animal Crossing New Horizons. Sweet. Uh, the more said about Animal Crossing, the better. Uh, except for here, I don't know. How do you feel? I feel like it makes sense, right? I think it makes sense for a family game. Yeah, and it wasn't going to win Game of the Year. We talked about that before. Yeah, we had already. But at said least that. they get this. Yeah, right. This is their nod, which I feel like this year is the year of nods of saying, "Yeah, we, yeah," but you're not going to win Game of the Year, right? Uh, fighting game was Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, do you play any fighting games, Mortal Kombat at all? Nope. It's a lot of fun. I recommend it. If you like fighting games, you have to play it. Uh, RPG, uh, no surprise, went to Final Fantasy VII Remake. Heck yeah. And Final, uh, yeah Fantasy, no Final Fantasy Remake also picked up best score in music as well. Yes, so. and it absolutely deserves it. It is, uh, it's a soundtrack that you can listen to over and over again, just like 80s. Uh, but you can just listen to it on its own. It's wonderful. Yeah, I mean... FF7's music, I think, is just, I mean, when you think of video game music, I just feel like that is just so iconic. Like, that's like the yeah. one soundtrack that's like, it's got to be up there on your list. And they did it, uh, you know, I mean, as they did with the entire remake, they did it, uh, they gave it quality service. They, I, I, what am I trying to say here? They did it a solid. <laughs> they did it, really, it justice. They did it justice. That's the phrase I was looking for. Uh, they did a wonderful job turning it into an actual full score yeah. and everything like that with uh, the full ensemble behind it. VR and AR game. Ooh, I think I missed one, but we'll get back to it. VR and AR game went to Half-Life Alex. Wish I had the money. Yeah, I also don't have the money to play a game in VR currently, but I will say that uh the streaming audience for half-life alex was huge when it came out and the game yeah. did look pretty revolutionary so i can't think of another one that was gonna vie for its right production. yeah there wasn't anything else i mean there were good games this year walking dead and stuff like that but nothing that came close to that uh there's a little game that i missed uh yeah the best action game went to hades thank god Hell it picked yeah. up one I know that's the nod, baby. That's how it works. Uh, but that's fine. You know what? I think they're happy with that. I think they're happy to pick up one and super giants only going to start putting out more stuff for that game. I yeah. mean, they're not done at all. And that yeah. game is going to be huge. And the action in it is top notch. Uh, it is the best action game that you could ask for right now. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Community support fall guys. I, cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, I definitely think definitely think it deserved it. Uh, I can't think of another social media team that is so uh, on the ball, responsive to its audience yeah. than Fall yeah. Guys. Uh, and especially Fall Guys, uh, I had mentioned this a couple episodes ago, had a huge hacking problem when the game first came out. Oh, yeah. And there were a lot of bugs within the games, within the mini games and the competition and stuff. And they're like, we hear you. We're taking care of it. Boom. We hear you. We're taking care of it. Boom. So, yeah. And I mean, they're continually putting out more content. Season three of Fall Guys starts tomorrow. Uh, oh, well, actually, true? if yeah. you're listening to this live, it started yesterday. So, oh, right, right, right. We're so, recording on Monday. It's going to open Tuesday. You guys will listen to it Wednesday. So, December 15th, so, right? December 15th. Uh, and I completely missed season two. I'll probably jump back in for season three. Uh, you know, I didn't play as much of season two as season one, but yeah. I still think it's a great quality game. 
I still oh, have absolutely. a ton of fun playing it, even though I have shied away from it. I still think it's a great game. Yeah. Number two uh, on my list last week. So, Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's awesome. Um, the next one was games for impact, which is tell me why it's from don't nod who made life is strange one and two. I love life is strange Two again on my top 10, or I think it was an honorable mention. I can't really remember. Um, and tell me why is their newest follow-up. It seems like a wonderful story of a trans man, uh, dealing with a traumatic incident from their childhood. Uh, and it's just one of those stories where they approach a very touchy subject in a mature fashion that should be commended. And so good for them. That's yeah. really awesome. Uh, all right. Best art direction went to Ghost of Tsushima. Ghosts of Tsushima. Uh, beautiful art direction. You can get lost in the world and in the the design and the beauty. It's great. Go play it. All right, Preston, go ahead. List them all. It's the big winner. We've got action adventure, innovation in accessibility, which should be commended. That's really cool uh, category. Audio design. Technically best performance, which we'll get back to. Uh, narrative game direction and finally the big one game of the year all of that goes to the last of us part two so excited to see it i was disappointed that hades didn't win uh game of the year but it, oh man this game deserves all the praise like i said before believe the hype not the hate uh it's such a great game i think i do want to speak specifically because it's a weird underrated part of game design was the audio design and it winning. It's something they uh, sort of marketed beforehand and they nailed it, which is the fact that the distance of the enemies and there's something about whenever you are across range and across the map from someone and you snipe a guy dead on a tower and another person sees it and they scream out that person's name um, and they you can hear the pain in their voice as they watch their friend get shot Mm -hmm. is so much more impactful in terms of giving you agency in a way where you feel genuine guilt for a video game where you're like, ah, I should not be killing them like this. Uh, that has just never been done in my opinion. Sure. Uh, and they nailed it. Yeah. And obviously I'm just going off of, you know, the hype that you've given it for sure. And, um, you know, like I said, I mean, I, I am wanting to play both games. Eventually, I have gone this long without playing one and two. And I also know nothing about the games or the stories or anything about it. So I am it's, looking forward to eventually diving in and going on this adventure and, you know, having my own opinion about it. So it's cool to see that it has won so much. Yeah, yeah. And I think the biggest thing that people are frowning on it about is the sort of behind the scenes look at Naughty Dog and yes. the fact that this game was developed under such crunch. Yeah. And so people were like, okay, but why are we rewarding overworking yep. people? Why are War. we rewarding blah, blah, blah. And cyberpunk. Yeah. Kind of the same things about cyberpunk, right? Where it's like, okay, delays upon delays, crunch on crunch. Mm -hmm. meeting these deadlines and 
I don't know. Like, what's what's your take on crunch? Like, what do you think about crunch? Uh, I mean, I guess in the context of this, crunch is horrible. Um, and that's I think I, that should be a line. Uh, but whenever it does come down to the praise given to a game, is you're also recognizing the efforts that were put in by the entire team. Um, and it's weird that it it you are supporting. You don't entirely know whenever you're paying for a game who you're supporting. Are you supporting the shareholders? Are you supporting the people at the studio uh, uh, publisher level? Or are you supporting the individual artist or the individual sound designer that created this wonderful sound and deserves all the recognition in the world for the work they put into it? Um, And that's unfortunate. And it's a, again, it's just like with the bugginess of games. It's like, I believe that if we really had, um, if the developers obviously had their choice, the games wouldn't be buggy. Right. The games wouldn't be made under crunch. And there's these studio led pushes for push the game out. We've got to make the money. We've got to get it done. So everyone's going into crunch and it's something that should be addressed at a large level. Um, And I believe we're moving in that direction. It's not, we, we we're in the early stages, um, but whenever it comes to award season, I get the idea of by giving it all these nominations and showering it with praise, we're showering the concept of crunch with praise because this is what it produces. But I believe they could have produced this same thing and the same result that we're praising with another year. And that would have been fine because what we would have ended up with was still a masterpiece. Um, and again, in cyberpunk's case, it would have been even better. Uh, so crunch is just horrible for everyone involved, except for the person making money. Uh, so, or I guess the people that don't care and that just want the game that they want. Right. Yeah. I think it's an Uh, important distinction to make too, is that even when people start to talk about crunch, I mean, if it was really that bad, where, where is the riot of people, uh, you know, uh, striking against Naughty Dog. Where are well, the Where are the like thirty developers who are standing up and they're like, "Oh, we're not going to take this, and it's so bad here, and we're leaving." And and blah, they blah, exist. Blah. There are people. They whenever just before uh, Naughty Dog released Last of Us Two, a bunch of people did leave and speak out against the company. Not just before, you know, over the course of the year before. Um, and there are people, but the game industry has no union they have no real protections for developers who are already criminally underpaid and overworked uh and so i think that's why you have so many companies that so many developers that leave big companies and you hear about them starting their own indie projects and they say we've got a 10-man team and this is going to be developer focused and we're going to do it at our own pace and we're seeing that more and more and more and more often um and so it exists and again, it's something that we're seeing that trend uh, until they have the power to be able to walk away and not be immediately replaced by someone who's probably making less money than even they were. Uh, we won't be able to see vast swaths of change. Sure. But I think we're on the way. Uh, it's being talked about more and more often. Like we're talking about here and a year ago, crunch really wouldn't have been talked about at all. Uh, and it wouldn't have been a question. I think it really started with uh, God of War. Well, whatever. Uh, so yeah, it's it, we're we're moving forward. 
Uh, cool, man. Well, yeah, those were the Game Awards. Yeah. Uh, no, definitely congrats. <laughs> I mean, it's cool that a studio takes home a bunch of awards like that, you know? I mean, it's just like, you know, I'm in the theater world. I enjoy it when a movie takes home multiple awards. Yeah. Especially, yeah. especially multiple awards that you feel they deserve. And I think, right. I mean, like you said, I'm going off of what you're saying. So, all right. Uh, so that is the Game Awards. We're going to be moving into announcements. We're starting with something kind of big, and then it drops off in the middle, and then we get big stuff later on, right? Yeah. As they are one to do. So we're going to be running through some stopping and talking about others. But this is more bigger for you, I think. So you go ahead to start us off. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sephiroth is going to be the new character in Smash. Woo! And not How only you- that, but it's Sephiroth with his music theme and... Yeah, I mean, he just looks like a really sick character to be put in Smash. And it's the uh, original voice actors, right? I think. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, we'll say it. You heard it here for, first, right? Yeah. Uh, never lie. Yeah. Did, uh, are you still playing Smash very often? Uh, so I don't have a Switch. So I don't have Smash Ultimate. Uh, the most I play it is when I go over to my friends. But I am really excited to... Give him a try. Uh, I think he's going to be awesome. Uh, just the bit of tech that you get to see in his trailer. I think uh, people are going to bring him into competitive and try to make him work. So I'm excited yeah. to see gameplay. Yeah. Number two is going to be some new road, <laughs> some new road trip procedure. All right. I couldn't find this game earlier. So that's why I put it as that. But it's a game called Road 96. That looks really cool. It's a story driven road trip procedural roguelike uh where you go on a road trip you might come across people on one story that you don't come across on another they might rob you and kill you and leave you and then you have to start over or they might befriend you and help you um it seems very story driven it's very much in the art style of firewatch and it looks awesome i think for me it was one of the things i was most excited about from the game awards even though it, it literally i couldn't find it on a single announcement list so I'm very confused as to if I was going crazy and I didn't see it. Yep, that was one of the ones that I didn't get to see live. So I it, also know nothing about it. Yeah, it looks good. Um, go ahead. Okay, uh, Among Us is getting a new map. Poggers. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's called the airship. It's got ladders and stuff. Again, sure I. Uh, it's going to be cool. More content. Hazelight is coming out with their next co-op game. They showed off a trailer. It's called It Takes Two. You have to play these games in co-op. So it's a mandatory thing, which is crazy to some people, but it worked really well for A Way Out, which is a previous game. Looks really good. I'm excited to play it um, and force probably you to play it. So we'll see. I added it immediately to my Steam wish list once I saw really? it. So yes, I did. Nice. I was like, yeah. that looks like a really fun game. It, it does. It's a cartoony platformer story. I guess, I don't know. It might be weird if we play it. It's a little bit of a love story um, about a relationship, uh, but, you know, we'll get through it. Well, I don't, you wanna, and me I don't want to take you away from your beloved Preston. So uh, She would gladly give away being able to play a co-op game okay. with me. So. All right. <laughs> uh, Open Roads is announced, uh, led by Carrie Russell and Caitlin Dever. I think the excitement about that is just the lead actresses. It's going to sure. be really cool. 
Yeah. Uh, it's Anna Perina, which is they're a great studio. Back for Blood. If you never play played Left for Dead one or two, it looks like a spiritual successor to Left for Dead, and it looks awesome. Looks like a ton of fun. I never played Left for Dead one or two, which I know people have a very passionate, fervent need for the next one. So this will be the next one that you should be looking at. Back for Blood with the number four, just like Left for Dead. Uh, the Perfect Dark trailer was shown. And uh, Joanna Dark is back. This should be making, uh, giving you some tinglies. Uh, your N64, uh, Xbox. Original. Should be good. Yeah, Perfect Dark is a great game. Uh, I will be very excited to see, uh, you know, kind of what they're bringing to the table this time around. Yeah, I'm wondering what they can do. I mean, it's a reboot and it's been 15, 20 years, more than 15, 20. Uh, since Perfect Dark Zero, which that was the bad one, right? Fifteen, fifteen. Yeah, I think since Zero, probably around fifteen. Okay, and Four, um, fourteen to fifteen, I think. And this is actually being made by what do they call uh, Microsoft's new what they are calling, which is all a marketing gimmick, their new quadruple A studio. Um, so Whatever. I mean, it's just yeah, Whatever. marketing BS. It'll be real. It'll have a lot of money poured into it, so maybe it'll be good. Maybe it won't. Um, that really doesn't mean anything. All right. Um, uh, Dragon Age was announced. Seems like it's getting a soft reboot. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dragon Age. Uh, I haven't played any of the games, but I know that yeah. I have a friend who is very, very passionate about the Dragon Age games. Uh, always, always praises them. So, uh, yeah. Hey. What's another franchise to be rebooted in 2021 besides Dragon Age? Why not? And this is a, a, so it's Dragon Age 4, but the title was just Dragon Age. So I'm not sure if it's going to be a full reboot or it's not a full reboot. It's like a sequel soft reboot. It's weird. Um, It is building on Dragon Age Inquisition, but they're sort of, their tagline and their marketing was no, no prophecy no great king this is just you are a lonely person that happens to be stuck in the middle which we'll see how that actually works out that doesn't usually shake out in that direction it's probably that's your origin and then you do get that weird prophecy i only want to bring this one up because i loved my tweet with this uh which was a new rogue nope not that one which is a new open world action adventure game called crimson desert gets a trailer uh, it looks like a follow-up to Black Desert Online or something like that. Looks really cool, but it looks like it'll be janky as all, janky as all heck. Uh, my tweet was just a picture of a red velvet cake, and it said "Crimson Dessert." Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and I felt I, I loved it, and you know, none of my eight. Thank you. I appreciate. Uh, that's all I want out of life is the occasional slow clap. There you go. Go ahead. That was perfect. Uh, I did get to see this one live. The trailer for the third-person atmospheric adventure bicycle road trip game called Season. Uh, And it looked like this is just a game where you... It's probably incredibly story-driven. You go around on your bike across these different landscapes, and you're meeting people at these different places. It looks beautiful. Yeah, it does look really artistically stunning. And I love... I love a game that kind of takes away all the action and all the grit yeah. and all the whatever, just to have a visually stunning game, like games like journey. Yes. That, those are games that 
I'm just like, what a treasure to have. And the game might not last that long. You know, I think I beat Journey in like two and a half hours, but it didn't matter because it was like two and a half hours of just like peace and solace and just like playing this game. That's all I want to just play the game. Right. I mean, it's at its best and it's just a relaxing escapism. Um, Speaking of which, Scavenger Studio originally made Project Darwin, which was like an action uh, battle royale. And so it's a strange shift from that. Um, it looks really, really fantastic. It's got a Studio Ghibli Ghibli uh, art style. So check it out. Uh, sure. This is my weird one. This was going to be in place of the... Uh, this was going to be in place of the Dead Space PUBG crossover. Yeah. Because it's almost weirder. Uh, the suddenly Vin Diesel helmed Ark Survival Evolved 2. Did you get to see the trailer? Yes. Oh my god. It gosh. was far too long. It was far too long and the end made no sense. And yes. then and then the fact that it was Ark 2. Like, so I'm <laughs> watching it the whole time and I'm like, okay, yeah, like tribal cool like okay yeah weapons like this is good like ooh, enemy tribe yeah oh yeah. dinosaurs we all love dinosaurs in our games then suddenly it's like there's technology we're jumping into the future like we're putting these weapons away we're like thanking alexa we're like thank you alexa yeah. that's enough and like <laughs> you know it beeps and boops and then we go back into the past and and then it was arc two. And then it was like a game that like, why are we giving this a sequel? Right. Why not just build on the original more? And it's an open world survival game, but they're still putting lead, Vin Diesel in the lead somehow. I don't like, that's the weird part to me. And it and, looks. Yeah, go, go ahead. It looks what? Bad. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then my other thing was that not only do they have Vin Diesel, in the game, but they're creating an animated series yeah, with yeah. a smattering of actors. And then the okay. last two were Vin Diesel and Russell Crowe, like Russell <laughs> Crowe in a video game animated series. That was, I was, I was more excited and I'm not a big arc player, but I was more excited for the animated series than I am any day for arc two starring Vin Diesel. Yeah. Uh, especially after that weird, dumb seven minute trailer uh i hope people are excited for it more power to you it's gonna be fun i'm sure uh but it it looks ridiculous um uh, all right super meat boy forever got a launch date trailer finally we've been all waiting for the sequel i'm excited that it's actually coming out this year uh because yeah. man they have spoiled super meat boy forever for so long yeah, and I I'm a big fan of the original, so I'm really happy and excited to play the sequel. I hope that it's good, and I hope that it's not buggy, and I hope that the platforming remains the same with maybe some extra features. Question mark. And I, right, and I wonder. I mean, there's often imitators, uh, but never perfectors on the system that they built with the first one. So just having a true follow up to that first one. Uh, it should give us that super meat boy itch that we've been creating or craving is I, the super go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. Is the super meat boy forever. Does that mean it's going to be procedural? Had they talked about that before? Like forever as in you just keep playing. 
No, I just think that's the title just of the, the title. second game. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, all right, Preston, wrap us up with the most important update that all of our viewers are desperately excited to hear about. The Master Chief in Fortnite. <laughs> He's Woo! back, baby. You thought Infinite was a year away. Guess what? It's right up now. Uh, this is the weird one because they already teased it. The Mass Effect trailer. Uh, we've got another Mass Effect coming. They've already put out Twitter notification or uh, marketing for it. Yeah. They've already shown. It's just a teaser trailer. I was very, I was pretty just like, yes, 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 we know. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It was just I'm a excited. reminder. Yeah. It was a weird way to end it. It was just like, hey, guys, we're still out there. We know we just announced this last week, but we're announcing it this week. Um, I'm really excited about it. I love, love, love Mass Effect. I really, they should have, in my opinion, just shown the remaster that they're coming out with in spring. That's what they should have ended it on was gameplay from that and shown off just how wonderful a job they've done. And I'm sure they've done a great job. We'll see. Uh, Again, Bioware has been dropping the ball a little bit, but I feel like the teams behind this, They've got the backing. They've got the foundation. They just need to bring it home and not make Andromeda 2. And I'm sure that they will do wonderful. Uh, But I'm so excited for Mass Effect 4. And I can't wait. Mass Effect 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. So come on, baby. Just do Mass Effect 2 again. Sweet. Uh, That's all I want. And that, that was all the announcements. We skipped over some of the smaller ones, some skins. I know everyone wanted to talk about Master Chief, but we'll come back to that later, as we always say. Uh, That's it. That's the Game Awards. We covered wins. We covered announcements. We covered Jeff Keighley being just kind of awkward sometimes. He's wonderful. He's a gem. Bada boom. All right. On to our final little segments. Uh, We've got our recommendations. For this week, for mine, I'm going to recommend, of course, Level Zero, uh, Greg Griffith. Give him all the attention he deserves. It's really short podcasts. They're really great. Level Zero. And then PS Premiere uh, is mine for the week. Uh, They do reviews and discussions over PlayStation-specific stuff. They've put out a couple. They're very new to this, and they've put out reviews that, to me, rival professional reviews. Um, in every sense they're they're doing an awesome job it's like psp with ramir on the end of it so ps premiere Um, and so check them out what's your recommendation for the week Uh, my recommendation for the week is to check out all of the awesome spyro the dragon and crash bandicoot runners that are going to be running the 2020 winter sprash fecta this saturday uh you can do you have any involvement in that I, I do. I will be running alongside them, but <laughs> I I am not the fastest. There will be plenty of people who will finish before me, and it's actually a pretty big event this year. We've got uh, 14 or 15 runners already, mm. and there's still a week left to sign up, so uh, you can find us. We always stream under the game directory for Crash Bandicoot, so come and hang with us uh, for the entirety of Saturday, December 19th, if you're interested in seeing some very long but very fun speed runs. And so like we were talking about earlier, if anyone's just now wanting to break into speed running, they should start by entering the Sprash Vecta, right? Uh, the double Sprash Vecta. Oh, right, right, right. Start yeah. there. Start there. You'll, you'll do great. Uh, that's really cool. I, and I, 
I'm amazed that you guys have put this together in a way that uh, I'm excited to see it. I'll be dropping in and out. Uh, hopefully being able to see you uh, take some world records. Uh, well, I'm not going to take any world records. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will maybe get a personal best, which would be really cool. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll definitely be dropping in and out. I'm really excited about that. Sweet. Um, and All then right, well, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, Preston, why don't you go ahead and plug your stuff? Hey, you can follow me, uh, GrandpappyW on Twitch. I haven't streamed in two weeks. Uh, I'm not very good at it. Yeah, but... I keep waiting. I still have you live and you don't save your stream. I have not streamed since our last episode. Uh, it's <sighs> been busy. I'm trying to beat Cyberpunk and I'm failing at that too. He keeps telling me he's a gamer and yet. I know, not showing it. I will say uh, uh, here shortly, I'm probably going to be streaming some Valorant as I try to break into that and just absolutely get demolished. Hey, that'll be fun. Yeah, that might be fun to watch me fail. Just please don't yell at me too loud in the chat. And uh, for you, Luke, uh, beyond the Sprash Vector, if they want to watch you on the Sprash Vector, especially, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at, at Secret Humor Man, and I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv slash secret humor man so come hang out uh come meme it up in the chat you will not be alone there are plenty of people in my <laughs> chat who like to scream and make fun of me and clip me doing awkward horrible mistakes in my runs so okay. <laughs> if that's up your alley come and do it as well sweet um and remember uh for our podcast best thing that you can do is share it amongst your friends share it out on social media uh we really appreciate it Again, uh, we're not in it for the money. We're just in it for the views, baby. Uh, now we just like talking about it. Um, and so if you leave us a review on Apple We're Podcasts, in it whatever. until the lawyers tell us we're not in it. Exactly. The DMCA takedowns, the, the slander libel suits. We got it all. Uh, if you want to support us, uh, share it out. We really appreciate it. And thank you for stopping by. We hope to speak at you soon. Absolutely. Thanks for wa listening, watching, listening. Good. <laughs> Yikes. No, that's a good, I, I like it. <laughs>